you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. I get the opportunity to speak with, have a conversation, and do some thought-provoking work today with Xavier Blake. He is an assistant production and operations manager with ETV. In addition to that, also the chair for the Nickelodeon Theater. And I think most importantly, an authentic human that I was having a conversation with him earlier in regards to... I knew when I met him, I wanted to learn more about his leadership strategy and style, but I also wanted him to share his wisdom for our listeners. So help me right now in welcoming Xavier Blake. Thank you, Jada. It's really nice to be here. I'm really pleased to be in this conversation with you. (laughs) Awesome. So happy that you could join us and just lending your time because just in, in meeting with you, our work even together, I really believe that you have a different take on leadership. And it's absolutely needed because we do have a completely different workforce because of, you know, the pandemic and everything else that we've evolved as as a a country in the last couple of years. But I want to hear from you, like, what is your, what is your thought or your, even the synergy that you have in creating your brand whenever it comes to leadership? Well, I think one of the most important things leaders can do is be good listeners. Um, I think if you listen to the people you're leading, you'll have a better idea of what they need and what they want. Um, and then you can better better give that to them. I think, you know, having people be able to, like I said, grow in place, asking your, your employees what they want and what they need from you is a really big, important topic. One of the things that I think that leadership always used to be was, you know, you always kind of walked around and you were just a leader from the top and leader mm-hmm. from the front. But I realized that you don't have to be in the front to lead, you know, you can, you can lead from the back. But as long as you give people space to, to come to you with good ideas and good thought processes, that's really a good component of leadership. Um, wow. And I think, as you said, and, I, and I'm a pretty authentic person, and I think that mm-hmm. letting people come to work and be their authentic selves is also a good opportunity. So many takeaways that I want to unpack here, because I completely agree. We're very like-minded in that regard of leading doesn't have to come from the front. You're basically saying you can allow employees to show up as themselves and really try to hone in on their strengths, their skill set, what they can bring to the table. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, one of the things I think, too, is being vulnerable as a leader, right? Being vulnerable, knowing that you don't know, have all the answers. I think mm-hmm. sometimes our employees want to look to us for answers, of course. But if you give them the space to provide answers and provide input on, on certain problems that you're dealing with, it makes for a, a really good communication. One of the things that I've also learned is about managing up, giving your employees that space that they feel comfortable coming to you with an idea or disagreeing with you. So like I said, being an empathetic leader, um, mm-hmm. a leader that wants, wants to serve, um, first, um, one of the things that, that I've really grown into in the last couple of years is being of service. I answer a lot of questions that way. It's like, I'm glad to be of service. And I really mean that because I think mm-hmm. as, if you're going to be a really good leader, you have to be of service with the people you're leading because you can't lead if you don't serve first. What resonates for me is that humility factor. It's a genuine level of, this is what you're saying, servant leadership. And yeah. I like that you even have a phrase though, because you incorporate that in, but you're you're giving that to the individuals that you're speaking to, so they know what your intent is. So it's, it's yeah, I, I love that. Absolutely. Like I said, I just think when you empower people, you empower yourself. When you empower people to be leaders, you can kind of watch them grow 
And that to me is the exciting part. It's kind of like being a coach, right? When you're, you're coaching somebody and you give right. them something to do and you tell them over and over and over again and finally they get it and their eyes just light up. It's fantastic. And, so that, and that happens when I think when you're in leadership, when you have an employee that you've been working with and all of a sudden they get it. To me, that's the best thing about being in leadership is growing people and letting the people be confident themselves because then you can take a step back and watch that person blossom, which is a beautiful thing. Well, I didn't plan this, but I really would like to get your take because I've been recording several podcasts recently, working with several CEOs. And really the theme there is the fact that there are a lot of leaders that are burnt out. There are a lot of leaders that are just struggling. And I don't, it's like they've lost their spark, their passion. And you just have it, man. Like you are a light and you are, yeah. So I guess I don't even know what I'm asking right now, but I want your opinion on those, those leaders that are really struggling with burnout. Well, it's been a lot in the last few years. I think everybody's been going through a tremendous amount, you know, COVID, you know, the racial reckoning. Um, there's been a lot work from home, stressing of, you know, taking care of your families and everybody staying healthy. So there's a lot. So mm-hmm. I think that's where leadership really is important now because, you know, you can think about the work-life balance and, and think about employees' family life. And I think if leaders, can be comfortable maybe letting go of some of the reins. I think everybody wants to do a really good job. And sometimes you feel you have to control that from the top. But I think when you're a leader, if you trust your people, you hire good people to do their jobs, you can let go of some of that stress you have because you know they're going to be competent and do what you need to get done. Um, so I think a lot of leaders have been going through a lot. Like I said, it's been a whole lot for a mm-hmm. lot of people. And I think we've all felt that pressure. But I think just learning how to let go is something that I also think is very important. You can't fix everything, right? All you can do is what you can do. One of the things that I had to teach myself is I go through my day. I make my list of what to-do list, and I get as much of it done as I can. And when I don't get done, I finish tomorrow. So I think being able to make sure you're the kind of leader that gives your employees space to be done with work for a while, you know, to, be, to take a break is also important. So that work-life balance and employee wellness programs are really, really important. Um, not just for the people you're, you're leading, but for yourself. That makes sense. And I, I think that's really good advice that you're giving, but also that you're living on a day to day because we're none of us are, you know, <laughs> protected from the woes of either our personal lives or the struggles or, you know, what, whatever we're struggling with, we have that, but we can still have this light and these intentions. And it also sounds to me like you're putting boundaries in place for yourself mm-hmm. and even helping your employees put boundaries in place for themselves as well. And then just, just focusing on your controllables. What can you control in that moment? I love that word boundaries. I think one of the things that we've, we've gotten accustomed to in our work life is not having boundaries, right? Everybody's got a cell phone. You're always accessible by email or text. And I think sometimes boundaries are good. Boundaries are not meant to be to put mm-hmm. people off, not meant to make people upset. But I think real boundaries make sense for everybody, and it makes for a better work experience between your employer and your employee, for sure. I, I think that we're scared of boundaries, though, you know, and, and to me, I guess being an HR professional, whenever I look at policies, you know, some folks can get really uncomfortable by putting policies in the structure in place. But I do focus on building cultures that are around commitment versus compliance. And what that just means is there's a level of trust. Yes, of course, we have to have policies in place and adhere to state and federal you know, guidelines. I am an HR by, by default. But boundaries are actually, it's for us as individual leaders to create safety for, for our employees. And there's some of that that just they actually can't be wrapped into a policy. Certainly. 
and one of the words you just said, I think is really important too, is trust, right? And so how do you, how do you build trust? You know, and I think that's, there's been a lot of change happening in a lot of workplaces over the last few years. And so that can fracture trust, right? Because change, uncertainty makes people untrusting. But I've always said that, you know, if you have transparency in your change process, mm-hmm. it breeds trust in that change process, right? And so if you're transparent with your employees about what's going on and if you're transparent about what's happening, they're going to trust what you're saying to them because they don't have any reason not to believe what you're telling them because you're so transparent. So changes happen all the time, right? But if you're transparent and honest and authentic in that process with your employees, then they're going to trust you explicitly. And that's going to build this incredible synergy between you and your employees to really be innovative and grow your company in a manner that's going to be incredible, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remove the barrier of mistrust. Yes. Absolutely. You, yeah. Nail on the head, Xavier, that is it. So it's it's transparency in the midst of change because we are, that's what we've been doing from an employee perspective, from an organizational perspective. It's been constant change. And I'll tell you this, what I'm seeing, the most successful organizations and leaders are the ones that are communicating, being transparent. Oh. Yeah. Communication, right? I mean, because there, there's so many things that happen that if you don't communicate clearly and explicitly, somebody's going to assume something. And everybody knows what happens when you assume. But when you're clear in your communication with your employees, it creates this incredible opportunity to grow because trust isn't always given, right? You can't expect somebody to just trust me. And that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. You have to really show some intentional communication, right. clear communication to build that trust. And that and that trust is the, is the bedrock or the foundation for creating an incredible relationship with your employees. Mm. This is totally connected to how we need to lead differently, show up differently for the workforce. And this isn't just about, yeah, there are some varying generational differences, but I really think that because of the impacts of COVID, this is now, it's everybody. Everybody needs something different from their workplace. And they need, I mean, I was just, I'm actually about to do a, uh, a board presentation and talking about how there is a difference in how we approach the holistic employee. We don't just say, you know, that slogan, it was like, leave your personal life at the door, leave it at the door. Sure. That's, there's no such thing. There's Not no at such all. Thing. <laughs> well, it's something else you just mentioned that, that, that struck me was how each employee individually is different, right? So each employee needs something different. So I think, as you know, Getting in touch with your emotional intelligence as a, as a leader so you can understand how to engage each employee is also important. Um, one of the things that I've been doing over the last year is growing my emotional intelligence. I think a lot of people don't understand what triggers them or, or what they, how they feel about mm-hmm. certain things mm-hmm. um, and trying to understand why your employee is doing a certain thing. You know, people always say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? And so mm-hmm. you may have that employee that's always complaining, but there's a reason why. And so I think if you get to the front of that reason, then you can try to deal with that employee as a leader. You can't just take things for what they, they are. You have to kind of get to the root problem. And so mm-hmm. I think that going your emotional intelligence as a leader to understand why your employee is feeling a certain way or why they react to a certain way is also important. And that's very individualized. You know, I yeah. think you have to really, yeah, it's not, it, it, one size does not fit all when it comes to that. And you can't do that. Basically, back to what you said, echoing that, it's all about self-leadership. I am mm-hmm. passionate. Oh, self-leadership is the root. If you can focus on how you're leading yourself, what are your triggers? Like you mentioned, how are you communicating? All those pieces that really what what you need, then you're going to be able to be a better, more effective professional employee leader. It all comes back to it. 
Yeah, self-leadership, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Because you should, as a leader, you should always be growing, right? And one of the things that I've done a lot of is I've got like five or six mentors who I call mm-hmm. all the time because those people help me understand like, well, this happened, so how do I manage this? And how would you have managed that? And so I think as a leader too, it's always important to be growing. It's always important to be growing your leadership because there's never a stopping point in this journey, right? As a leader, because there's always places you can grow. There's always blind spots mm-hmm. that you have as a leader. And so I think as a leader, also, one of the things that you should be required to do is to continue listening and learning. And not just from people that are that have been doing it longer than you, but from people that have been doing it at all. Because there's mm-hmm. something to learn from everybody. You know, and I think that's one of the things that I've learned as I've gone with my leadership is there's great advice or great ideas that come from everywhere. And you have to be really open to that. Um, and I think it takes a really vulnerable person, a really person who's comfortable in who they are to be open to opinions that may not agree with what you think. But that's what makes you a better person and a better leader. No, you're you're completely accurate. My opinion, I'm putting the stamp of approval on it, so it's written in stone. Um, there's so much more that we can go on and on about, really. And uh, I say this, and I could talk to you all day because you are, yes, you have, I guess, six or seven mentors, like those folks, and they all serve a different purpose, but you are also a mentor. So you're taking that, you're having others fill your cup up, but you're actually able to pour into others as well. And so do you feel like that's a key component of even, you know, your success? Oh, absolutely. Because I think, you know, one of the things that I've, as a teacher or as a leader, you realize that if you don't understand something well enough to tell somebody else how to do it, then maybe you don't quite understand it. So, so for me, understanding how to be a better leader and pouring it into somebody else is also something I think is really important because it gives me good practice. It makes sure I, I reinforce the ideas that I believe in uh, when I'm talking to somebody else about what I think about leadership. So having opportunities to be able to talk to people about how I think, you know, you can be a better leader also reinforces those habits and mindsets into myself. But like you said, that self-leadership is something that's really important. Hmm. Yeah, all good points. This is the type of podcast, this episode, I don't think I've ever wanted to go back so much and listen to my own podcast episode. <laughs> you're, and... you're a nice, you're a nice person. <laughs> right no, this is... Absolutely true. And I encourage all of our listeners to do that because this is the type of podcast where we, there are, there's just so much packed into just a few minutes. I know that I do that with the podcast I listen to. Sometimes I have to listen to them six times, 10 times and taking notes. You get something different. I mean, honestly, for me personally, it's also sermons, right? You got to listen to that right. sermon multiple times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and that is the kind of leader I think you are. You know, one of the things, like you said, when we first met in our first interactions, I was like, man, because you feel the same way when I talk to you. Like, you have this wonderful energy. And I think, you know, people pick up on that. It's, it's certainly a thing. So, yeah, so that, that makes sense that you always are trying to grow in, as a leader that you are in this, in this community. And so I, I know the community is really thankful for that, for all the work that you do and you provide for Columbia. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Xavier. That means a lot to me because... I'm very much like you. I'm a lifelong learner. I genuinely believe that you can learn from anyone and everyone. It doesn't take position. It doesn't take money. Everyone brings a skill set to the table. And I can't, like, that's why I actually love meeting strangers. I'm like, what, what are we capable of? What can I learn from this? And what can I also, what kind of light can I give that person to maybe help them on their journey? Well, we talked about earlier before we started recording was part of breaking that patriarchy of, of what leadership has been in this country for so long is important. Right. And so how do you break down those barriers? You know, and I think all of that stuff is important as we learn about leadership in this new era of America. And so I think mm-hmm. you know, podcasts like this and, and the work you're doing is so important because things are changing. And, and in order to have those structures be different, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about how we can be different and we have to put those practices into action. 
Um, and so you've been doing that. And uh, so, and, and I'm glad that I've had the opportunity to help you do that on this podcast. Oh my goodness. I couldn't have done a better close if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the work that you're doing. Thank you for your, your kind words and the level of gratitude. I, I have a feeling we're just going to continue the work that we do together. And we're going to be lights in this world, professionally and personally. Right? I, look forward to, I look forward to continuing this conversation with you. Like I said, because I've learned so much from you over the last couple of three weeks in this podcast. And so I'm really excited about what the future holds, not just for our relationship, but for the leadership um, that we're trying to create in, in this world. Ah, perfect. Well, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach out? Email me. My email is xavierblake01 at gmail.com. And I'll respond. Uh, like I told Jada, one of the things that I think is really important as being a leader or trying to grow as a leader is being available to people. So uh, I, I don't have the best advice, but I, I have honest, authentic advice. And if you want that, <laughs> please reach out. Correction. You have the best advice. I think, <laughs> I think there will be so many individuals who are like, can, I just, can you be my mentor? So don't be surprised if your email... <laughs> blows up through the roof and probably I'll be a part of that <laughs> part of that fan club. So anytime, anytime. Thanks so much. I look forward to our work together and to our listeners. I'm going to leave you with this. I want you to do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else.